Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Thursday, March 7th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, new research shows China's economy is 12% smaller than official figures say it is, U.S. financial regulators move to relax Obama-era financial rules, and wealthy investors looking to settle in the U.K. will face stricter regulations if they want a so-called golden visa. Then the FT's Amy Williams calls in from Montreal to explain the scandal plaguing Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. According to new research, China's economy is around 12% smaller than official figures indicate. And its real growth has been overstated by around two percentage points annually in recent years. The research was published by the Brookings Institution, a Washington think tank. The findings add to concerns that China's current slowdown is more severe than the government has acknowledged. Even based on official data, China's economy grew at 6.6% last year. That's its slowest pace since 1990. The Chinese government's emphasis on numerical targets has made growth in gross domestic product a politically sensitive figure. The Communist Party evaluates local government's performance based largely on growth in their respective regions. The authors of this new research believe that since local authorities are rewarded for meeting growth targets, they have an incentive to skew their statistics. For years, the sum of China's provincial GDP has exceeded the national figure, which has been a clear sign of inflated statistics at the local level. The paper finds that the central government's adjustments to local data were mostly accurate before 2007 and 2008, but after that, the numbers don't appear to be accurate. Last year, China's National Bureau of Statistics said it would assert greater control over provincial data collection in 2019 to eliminate discrepancies between local and national data. On Wednesday, U.S. regulators announced three key decisions that will relax banking rules put in place after the financial crisis. It's the latest in a series of moves by the Trump administration to undo key parts of these Obama-era regulatory controls. The first two came from the Federal Reserve. The Fed voted against raising what's known as the countercyclical buffer. This is a measure meant to bolster global bank strength when financial risks are rising. The board opted to leave the buffer at zero. This was a decision opposed by Fed Governor Lael Bernard. The Fed also removed a plank of its stress testing program that gauges how able domestic banks can guard against financial shocks. The third decision came from U.S. Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin. He announced that the Financial Stability Oversight Council was proposing to change the way regulators monitor non-bank financial companies such as big insurers. The proposal would make it less likely that these companies face extra supervision for being, quote, too big to fail. The measures were attacked by progressive groups that argue these changes would help leave the U.S. exposed to a future meltdown. And wealthy investors from countries such as Russia who want to settle in Britain will now face stricter rules on so-called golden visas. A golden visa is a permanent residency visa given to people who invest a certain amount of money into a country, usually through buying property. But now the UK Home Office is trying to crack down on money laundering. The government department introduced new rules that will take effect in April. These will require visa applicants to prove they had control of more than £2 million for at least two years. They were previously only required to prove they'd had control of the money for 90 days. The investments will also need to be made in UK businesses. In the past, golden visas attracted many wealthy Chinese and Russian investors who have resettled in the UK. 
But the scheme has been under review since the UK's relations with Russia deteriorated when former Russian agent Sergei Skripal was poisoned last year. Home office officials said the department was still looking into the idea of wealth audits, but they wouldn't be included in the April rule changes. Transparency campaigners have attacked the new rules as not going far enough. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. Last week, Canada's former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould alleged that she was pressured by senior officials in Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's office to secure a deferred prosecution agreement for a Montreal engineering company. The company is called SNC-Lavalin, and it was charged with fraud and corruption. SNC-Lavalin employs more than 8,000 people in Quebec, and that province is crucial to Mr. Trudeau's re-election chances in October. And now, the prime minister is caught up in the scandal. The FT's Amy Williams explains the situation, starting with testimony from Mr. Trudeau's former senior advisor, Gerald Butts, to a parliamentary committee. I can assure all members of this committee that I will tell the truth. He denied allegations that have been made against Mr. Trudeau by former Attorney General Jody Wilson-Raybould that she had been lent on by people in Trudeau's government to secure a deferred prosecution agreement against a company in Montreal, an engineering company called SNC-Lavalin. Mr. Butts, in his testimony yesterday, denied all of that and said that although there had been some meetings, Mr. Trudeau's government was only asking Ms. Wilson-Raybould to seek a second opinion and external independent advice on her decision. At no time did the Prime Minister or anyone in the government direct or ask the Attorney General to negotiate a remediation agreement. He also said that she hadn't complained about being put under improper pressure until Mr. Trudeau had reshuffled his cabinet and uh, effectively demoted her. When you boil it all down, all we ever asked the Attorney General to do was to consider a second opinion. Also, Mr. Butts read out a series of text messages between himself and Ms. Wilson-Raybould, who he described as a friend, but he portrayed them, put them forward as evidence that Ms. Wilson-Raybould had not said anything, really. She hadn't been annoyed. She hadn't expressed any concerns about the relationship between Mr. Trudeau's staff members and her staff members. And in fact, she'd uh, sought his advice and, and been quite chatty with him over text message. I wrote, nice to see you. She replied, nice to see you too. Thanks for the convo. Please say hello to the PM. So does this put Mr. Trudeau's leadership at risk at all? Does it does it make it more likely that the Conservative Party might have a chance to take control? It's difficult to know, as it is with any political protest. But for sure, the SNC-Lavalin affair has not played well for Mr. Trudeau. In fact, there was a poll earlier this week on Tuesday that showed his Liberal Party had fallen behind the opposition Tory party for the first time. And that was just after a second minister quit his cabinet. It was Jane Philpott, who resigned, saying she was concerned over the government's handling of the affair. So what's next in this case? Well, Canada's Ethics Commissioner has also launched a separate probe into the affair. And meanwhile, we've yet to hear anything substantial from Mr. Trudeau himself. Lots of people I've spoken to in Montreal are saying that they'd like to hear from the Prime Minister and to understand better what his side of the story is. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today we'll be following the European Central Bank as it holds its rate-setting meeting. 
the bank is widely expected to keep key Eurozone interest rates on hold. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.